Hi, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Roar Lions Roar. I'm your host, Bill DeFilfo, joined today by my co-host, Nick Pollock. Nick, what's going on? Let's talk about the worst part of Penn State's offense last year. Second worst. Second worst. Offensive line, but listen. Uh... Yeah, it's, listen, it it wasn't good. Uh, But before we get into any of that, I'm also going to say Nick, uh, Matt Filipovitz is also here. Matt, what's going on? Uh, Bill, I am equally as excited to talk about this room as Nick. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Uh, If you uh, clicked on the start of this podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you know what we're talking about already. But if you somehow did not, we were talking about Penn State's running back room last year. uh, Folks, it wasn't good. Uh, Penn State's top running back was Kayvon Lee, 108 carries. 530 yards and two touchdowns the next two guys on Penn State's roster in terms of yards gained have since transferred uh Noah Kane transferred uh to LSU 106 carries 350 yards four touchdowns John Lovett uh has uh since gone to the NFL 52 carries 170 yards zero scores Penn State's running back room therefore brings back Lee Devin Ford somehow is still in college that like that's one of despite the fact that i'm a fan of the team i lost track devin ford still being young enough to be in college uh, so god bless him because it's only his fourth year he's not even like a redshirt somehow like he's still like organically in college (laughs) he is he has uh gone through a lot uh from former five-star process what he is now uh kaziah holmes uh speedy running back out of florida actually redshirted last year because if there was one thing Penn State's running back room could not have used last year, it is a fast guy. Uh, And then the reasons for major optimism, a pair of true freshman running backs coming in, Nick Singleton, the Gatorade National Player of the Year, a five-star prospect from Governor Mifflin High School in Reading, and Katron Fatman Allen uh, from IMG Academy in Florida, four-star number four, 150. Prospect in America. And Nick, we'll start with you, man. I mean, this running back room has, uh, we'll say it has a lot to prove. Yeah. So I, I don't want this to be construed as me hating on a college kid because I am very much against bashing on college football players. They are unpaid employees and i don't think they deserve that type of criticism um but Kayvon lee doesn't know what kind of running back he wants to be and that is his big issue i'm now i'm not a football coach right like i don't maybe there is I, it, not maybe there are definitely things that i don't understand about his game but it seems like every time he has an opportunity to use his size and be a more powerful back, he tries to dance it out around outside and do something different. In the moments where he does have an opportunity to take a lane and just speed through, he starts going for power. I really don't get it. I really don't. I don't understand. I don't think he understands what type of running back wants he, he wants to be. I think he could be really good. Like we've seen moments where Kevon Lee has looked like a really, really good college running back, but it's never for more than like two consecutive snaps. Like he it's and and he's still pretty young, right? Like there's still plenty of like he still has ample opportunity mm-hmm. to put this all together and be a really, really good college player. But I think it there's just 
a little bit lack of awareness, it seems to me. Like he doesn't really seem to understand what he should be doing in what the situation is dictating he do. Um, I should I should let someone else talk because I could go on. <laughs> He's a good uh, receiver. Right. He's a really well, good pass catcher. Yeah, Matt, we'll let you just give your general thoughts on the running back room. I, I, I think Nick hit on something, which is that I think going into this season, it is going to be Kayvon Weiss starting. We'll talk about how that potentially evolves in a second, but just your general thoughts. Look at this Penn State running back room, what it is, what it could be, what it has to be, just all that stuff. Yeah, it's a good mix of, of experience uh, with guys like Kayvon Lee and Devin Ford. And even Keziah Holmes, you know, found the end zone in 2020, like he's been there. Um, and potential. And that's where uh, the Gatorade player of the year, Nick Singleton, and another really high floor guy, Katron Allen, come in. So it's, uh, I think it's in a better spot than it was in uh, 2020 and 2021. So that's, you know, only a positive. Um like you, I, I I think Lee can be better. And I think maybe it's because he's such a good receiver. He thinks he's a speed back, um, which he's not. But I think he's Penn State starter heading into week one. Um, but we'll see how that shapes out, you know, as the season rolls on. Yeah, I when I look at this Penn State running back room, I see a lot of... It, it, it's something that I mentioned last year when it came to Kayvon Lee. I don't think he's the guy you want to be your bell cap back I think he's a good second running back I think that if he was more consistently a guy you can hand the football to and he could bowl over a linebacker and pick up five six seven yards that way and, and maybe he can be and he just never really played behind the offensive line to do that I think that's the best use of him I think the best use of Devin Ford is as you know a nice pass catching running back bit of a change of pace guy because I Holmes is a guy who you get him in space and just let him burn but I think the thing that this running back room has been lacking for god really since journey brown had to retire was it was and is that number one guy who you could give the ball to 200 some odd times a season and know that he is going to consistently pick up five and a half six yards he's going to be able to rush for over a thousand yards he's going to rush for double the touchdowns he's going to be able to make guys miss he's going to be able to run by guys he's going to have a guy directly in front and hit him with a little uh uh-uh and just get past him and penn state just has not or uh, i think that's what it was there's a there's an old video of jalen hurts uh and steve mariucci doing like a film room thing and jalen hurts did hit him with a uh uh-uh and it like made steve mariucci very happy uh but i think they've always lacked that kind of guy and I don't think Kayvon Lee is that guy. I don't think Devin Ford is that guy. I don't think Keziah Holmes is that guy. I think Nick Singleton is that guy. The issue is that a true freshman running back expecting them to step in and contribute at that high of a level right away, that's not something that happens all the time. And maybe Singleton, you know, maybe Katron Allen's able to step in and uh, be, a, you know, maybe he kind of in this very similar uh, situation. I just think it's going to be a rough couple of weeks to start the year for this Penn State running back room, but they could potentially, as the year goes on, get better and better in part because, and this leads into our next thing, which is who do we think the best running back? Who is the running back number one in this room? My answer to this generally 
And for the first month of the season is going to be Kayvon Lee. And then, you know, I won't even say that Wally Pipped because Wally Pipp, uh, you know, got hurt before Lou Gehrig took the job from him. Uh, but I think eventually the job is going to be taken, uh, not handed to, but taken by Nick Singleton. Last year, as Bill Connolly noted, Penn State was 105th in rushing success rate and 160th in stuff rate. And yes, the offensive line was a big reason why that was the case. But the running back room lacked speed. It lacked agility. It lacked the stuff that you need to be a successful running back room independent of anything else. I'm not trying to compare anyone to Saquon Barkley, but how many times did we see Saquon gets the ball? There's a run, there is someone within two years line of scrimmage you get him and he's able to get a six seven eight yard run they just totally lacked someone who can do even a little bit of that and i think by a certain point nick singleton is going to be able to be that guy nick i want to ask you this exact same actually no i'm going to go to matt for this exact same question because i don't want like i want someone who will be a little bit nicer to Kayvon lee to answer <laughs> <laughs> matt who is your running back one in this penn state run I'm going to I'm going to cop out so hard. I don't think there's an RB1. I don't think this offense is built like the Saquon years and the Miles Sanders year. I think this mm. is built like 19 Journey Brown Noah Kane want to punch. I'm not asking freshman Nick Singleton to be that Journey Brown. I'm not asking Kayvon Lee to be that bell cow Noah Kane was. I think to use a moneyball term, you're going to use the five running backs, four running backs, five running backs on your roster to recreate that in the aggregate. I think Singleton and Ford and, and Allen can kind of be that journey Brown element. And then I think you're going to have Kayvon Lee be the Noah Kane bell cow. I mean, journey Brown was probably the better running back, but Noah Kane still set the Penn state freshman record in touchdowns for, for uh, for running back that year. Like you did it in such a different way than what we saw when it was, you know, Saquon running wild in 16 and 17 and then Sanders, you know, taking the bull by the horns in 18. I think you're trying to rebuild it in the aggregate, so, uh, the journey Brown, Noah Kane thing in the aggregate. So if I had to like call somebody an RB one on who gets the most carries, it's probably Kayvon Lee because I think they're going to try to inflate that early on. But in terms of who makes the bigger impact, it's probably Nick Singleton. So you can kind of decide however you interpret RB one in that sense. Yeah, Nick, uh, let's go to you. Does it take a half for Nick Singleton to take the job from Kayvon Wee in your eyes, or do you think Kayvon Wee's going to have it for a minute? Real quick, just because, you know, Flip turned this in, brought in the Moneyball reference. Billy, this is Kayvon Lee. His only defect is that he has no idea what he wants to do on the football field. I had to do it. Oh, um, yeah, fine. It's fair. Yeah, so... Um, I... <sighs> I don't think that the staff wants to necessarily phase Kevon Lee out like altogether. Like, I don't think at any point this will be just like the Nick Singleton show and nothing else. Um, I do agree with flip that I think, you know, I think most college football teams and now it's really most professional teams too, um, with the, you know, a few exceptions here and there, most teams don't want, to really have that bell cow running back anymore because the lifespan of running backs is just so, uh, so short in football. They just get so much mileage um, that I, I agree that I don't think this offense nor any offense is really built to 
be sustained by just one guy. Um, and, you know, Nick Singleton, for as talented as he is, projects to be a very different running back than Kayvon Lee. So it's not like there isn't a place for both of them in the offense. Um, I like I would really love to see Kayvon Lee eventually settle in as more of that power back type of player to which then I think Nick Singleton is a fantastic complement to that. And then, you know, eventually Katron Allen can be the success for the successor to Kayvon Lee in that regard. Um, although I do think as a, you know, as a Penn State internet at large, maybe I think people are possibly underrating Kayvon or uh, Katron Allen a little bit. Like, I think there's Big this, time. there's this Big perception time. that he's just like a bowling ball, like three yard goal line type guy. And he definitely is not. Um, he's a really talented running back who could very easily have an impact similar to what I think Nick Singleton is capable of. Um, but you know, I just, you know, a little less fanfare, obviously. Um, so I, I think that it probably takes a couple weeks for Singleton to really start to significantly eat into Kevon Lee's carries. Like I expect Lee to probably get the majority for at least the first two or three games. Um, but I think at that point, like I think it'll end up looking kind of similar to Saquon's freshman year, the way that he started started eating into Akil's Lin- into Akil Lynch's carries, um, and even at that point, like Lynch didn't go away; he was still part of the still part of the game plan. And I think it's going to look pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, my the the only reason that I think Singleton is going to just straight up take a job and become something close to a number one bell cow guys because i i just buy his talent that much i think he is that good and that special of a talent and coming into college where he is now uh six one and 220 he's six foot tall and 220 pounds like that that is a really like that's a physically really that's the prototype yeah devin ford has been at penn state for a million years 511 217 pounds like he's He's someone who, and he's going to keep growing, getting bigger and more physical. But for right now, I just think he's going to take that job and be the guy who gets the lion's share of the snaps with a guy like Kayvon Lee. Um, if he adopts and is willing to accept being the kind of guy who lowers his shoulder and picks up the tough yards, you know, maybe that replaces, and this is, I cannot believe I'm saying this, the short yardage package from last year, which was snap the football to a tight end. Uh, maybe uh, Devin Ford doesn't, you know, maybe he has a potential to get onto the field a little bit more, but I think that eventually gets phased out in part because let's be frank, that's just something that has happened to Devin Ford over the course of his Penn State career. His role seemingly seems to get smaller and smaller with each passing year. Maybe Kaziah Holmes is able to come out. He's 5'11", 217, really good physical profile. But do you really want to be have to take off someone who is a little bit more talented and well-rounded to get that kind of a speed demon out there? Unless he's, you know, that redshirt year did work out really spectacularly for him. So I don't think, I think at the start of the year, it is going to be a little bit more of the heavy rotation sort of thing. But I think as the year goes on and things settle down, I think we're eventually going to get to the point where one or two guys in Singleton and probably Lee are the guys who get the lion's share of the snaps. Like, you know, 90, 95% of the snaps in Penn State's running back room. Nick, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, I, you know, I, it's the talent of Nick Singleton is undeniable. 
And while I think there are, and I'm glad he pointed out Keziah Holmes because I think he absolutely does still have a place. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's probably the shiftiest back that they have. Um, but in the end, talent is going to win out. And I would be really surprised if Nick Singleton was not the dude that I get. I don't think we're going to see like any sort of like, I don't think we'll even see like a 70 30 split, but like a 60 40 with 40 being the rest of the field. Yeah. I could see that for Nick Singleton. Yeah. And Matt, what do you think? I think 60 40 is a pretty good number with Singleton getting the bulk of those. I mean, they're not going to have a thousand yard rusher this year. There's just, there's just too many dudes, Um, which is fine. As long as you're, hitting home runs and, 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 you know, getting first downs and making the runs you're supposed to make. You don't need a thousand yards for one dude. You can, you can spread it out amongst all these dudes who have proven at one point or another, they can have a place on the football field. I I'm inclined to agree with all of that. And I think that's it for now, but let's just take a little bit of a pause to tell you about the pods new spot on home field apparel. If you're a college sports fan, you spend some time in the internet, you assure, we are aware of uh, home field apparel, but if you are not, home field is a premium collegiate apparel brand based out of Indianapolis. I own tons of home field gear. I know Matt owns tons of home field gear. They are comfy, they are unique, and they take time to make sure that the things that you are going to purchase make you feel a little bit closer to your school and are the sorts of things that you want to purchase. They're not just slapping Penn State in a boring font on a white t-shirt and saying, go ahead and buy this. They're actually going to put the time and effort to make sure that th- you're going to see the shirt, you're going to recognize the shirt, and you're going to love the shirt. And in the midst of their annual event, Big New Saturday, in which they announced new, Big New Saturday, where they announced new schools, new apparel, new everything, we got some news, which is Penn State is the newest school that Homefield Apparel is going to have gear for. 15 pieces apparel in this entire collection it launches at noon on august 13th and if you are a new customer you can use the promo code roar lions roar all uppercase one word and you will get 15 percent off of your new order if you are a new customer like a member of this podcast use the promo code roar lions roar nick and you will be able to get 15 percent off of your first order thoughts on boil- some- boiling can we make something clear here i am not go ahead i i I am very supportive of what Homefield does, and I'm I'm, ex- I'm, not I'm very excited not. to buy their shirts. It just I am a very impulsive buyer, a very specific like. Yes. If you show me a cool hat on the internet, I'll buy it right now. If you show me like a cool like golf accessory, I'll buy it right now. But clothing, I'm a very tentative buyer, so it kind of got to the point where I was just like, I'm just gonna wait for the Penn State drop, and then I'll go overboard and all in on my Homefield stuff. Yes, that that was the thing I wanted to stress. If you are someone who has been waiting for Penn State gear, like our pal Nick, who is a good person and a bad guy and his heart is in the right place, angel, sweetie, all those sorts of things, I'm not saying otherwise. This is the weekend for you to be able to use the promo code ROARLIONSROAR, all uppercase, for 15% off of your first order for a new customer. And of course, they track their sales every single Saturday when they launch new school florida is currently the number one school let's go out there and knock them off of their perch penn state fans again roar lions roar all upper 15 percent off of your first order let's go back to talking about Penn state's running back room and let's talk about the running back room in a slightly different context which is 
running backs are so frequently dependent on offensive line in front of them and the offensive line opening up gaps for them to run into, giving them lanes to run into and letting them go. And for how flawed Nick last year's Penn State running back room was, their offensive line did not exactly put them into positions to succeed. So take this as a question about the talent on the offensive line, the talent on the backfield, Kirisic as a play caller, whatever you want it to be. But do you think Penn State's running back room can be successful if the offensive line isn't good? Yes. So I think any running back room can be successful without a without even a good offensive line. Um, in Penn State's specific case, if Nick Singleton does I haven't what had we, one. Yeah, in, if Nick Singleton does what we expect him to do, he has the type of speed and the type of overall ability that can allow him to do the things like you were talking about. We would see Saquon get the ball with a defender already in the backfield. He'd make one shake and then he'd be he'd be able to move on to the next level. Those are the kinds of things that Penn State's running back room couldn't do last year, but I think those are the type of things that uh, both Nick Singleton and Katron Allen are capable of doing. But the other caveat to it is that Sean Clifford's legs are very much a difference maker here because the threat of the quarterback running takes a lot of pressure off of the offensive line. Obviously, the ideal situation would be the Penn State offensive line finally figures it out this year and this is finally the year where we see them take that next step that we've been waiting for for too many years now uh but to answer your question i think it is possible to have a good running game without even a good offense like an average offensive line below average i think it's possible it just takes special talents in the right situation and if nick singleton is that special talent we think that combined with sean clifford's legs i think that combination will allow this to be a very good running game even if the offensive line doesn't get where we want it to be and what do you think matt I mean, Saquon, Miles, and then, you know, Journey probably would have been drafted all with, you know, average at best, maybe slightly above average offensive lines. So we've seen it work at Penn State before. Um, I think that they're going to be in extension of the passing game. I think Kayvon Lee's a, a pretty good receiver. I, I think he gets, um, you know, not nearly enough credit for what he can do as a pass catcher. Singleton, I know, ran a lot of option in high school. So that's a different form of catching the ball. But still, like he knows how to get his hands on the football, not in the sense that like I'm going under center and handing it to you. Like he has an idea of how to catch a football that's coming at him. So I think if if the offensive line is not just good, I think a lot of the production can come from getting the ball to the RBs on quick passes. But you know, as for, you know, opening up lanes and finding space, even if there's no lanes, I think that's really doable. That's where Singleton comes in. I think we're putting a lot of stock into a freshman running back. Like it took Saquon about a month to become Saquon. So mm-hmm. I think he needs to gain some confidence. And I think that's where the Ohio game and the Central Michigan game are going to be really important. Uh, but still, I think they can definitely move the ball a little bit, even if the line is not what we hope it is and, and what we believe it will finally be. What do you mean it took a month? Uh, do you not remember the San Diego State spin move? But that was that was catching I, the ball out of the backfield. I, I was that's next fair. to Nick for that. It was uh, very good. Fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, real he, quick, he, I did, he did the Buffalo hurdle, but like a lot of his bigger plays, like they they didn't really happen until I don't even know how you can even describe the 2015 season with terms of big plays. But 
you know, a lot of it did come in the passing game. And I think that's a fair expectation to at least get things started. And I think Singleton's going to be in like an all world performer, but it's going to take a little bit of time. So here's a, here's something I decided to do. I went back and I looked up Saquon Barkley's fresh numbers, 182 attempts for 1,076 yards, seven touchdowns. Penn State hasn't had someone who carried the football 182 times since 2018 when it was Miles Sanders as Penn State's top back. Saquon was also, in terms of receptions, that terms team's third leading receiver. Chris Godwin had 69 catches. Deshaun Hamilton had 45. Saquon had 20. Uh, if you look back on the last couple of years, 2019, Journey Brown at 129 carries. Uh, Noah Kane had 84. Obviously, he ended up getting hurt in that. 2020 season, obviously, uh, very much truncated due to the pandemic. The team's leading rusher, though. Yeah, team's leading rusher in terms of carries was Kayvon Lee with 89. Second was Devin Ford with 57. 2021, Lee, 100 carries. Noah Kane, 106 carries. So... I guess just a good thing to throw out there uh, because I like I think Penn State has been searching for quite a while for them to really take off and grab the running back position and make it their own. I mean, the last guy to do that was Journey Brown. And if you remember correctly, Journey Brown's carries the year that his 2019 season when he broke out by game first to last five, six, ten. Five, five, four, four, and then 12, 14, 21, 11, 16, and 16. Once Journey Brown showed that he was Penn State's running back, Penn State responded by letting him be their best running back. And of course, obviously, Noah Kane's injury uh, put a bit of a damper on that. But that's basically why... I, well, that's basically why I think Journey Brown's going to break out. I not Journey Brown. Why uh, Nick Singleton has potential to break out, and can he succeed if the offensive line is a great? You guys have touched on this. Yeah, Penn State in the James Franklin era, I think you can argue has had one good, uh, one like really good, good, solid, whatever you want to say, offensive line, and that was the twenty seven, uh, twenty nineteen season. Apologies, but. 2014 and 15, that offensive line was not good. 2016, it wasn't great, but it was passable. 2017 and 2018 were both kind of the same story. We're like, yeah, it wasn't stellar, but it was able to take steps forward and it was able to be okay and set up for a good 2019 before the last two years. I think that a lot of it is going to come down additionally to Mike Yurcich and finding ways to get his running backs the ball in positions where they can succeed. Will he be able to do that? I don't know. Uh, this has turned into a relatively big season for Mike Yurcich, and I think that the running game is an especially big area where he needs to prove that he is able to get stuff going as an offensive coordinator when things aren't necessarily going his way. But if Singleton could be the guy that we think he is, I think this running back room could be good independent of the offensive line. But if not, I just don't know if they really have anyone. You know, maybe Ford gets a second win. Maybe Lee is able to be a little bit more of a grinder. Maybe uh, maybe Holmes is able to tap into his ability as a burner a bit. But I think that it'll be tough, but I think they could do it, basically. And let's end this podcast with this. 
It's a yes or no question. And it's a yes or no question that apps like goddamn Lutely sucks. <laughs> Matt, you go first. Will Penn State have someone run for 100 yards in a football game this season? And you cannot say Sean Clifford uh, – because you knew where I was like, going. Yep, because because <laughs> I'm making you pick a running back. Penn State has not had a running back run for a hundred yards since Kayvon Lee against Michigan on November 28th of 2020. Is someone in this running back backfield going to be able to get a 100 yard game? Yes. Who? Sing- Singleton, Ohio, week two. Okay, and Nick, what about you? I'm trying to look up our schedule real quick so I can equally give a prediction date. Okay. Um, yes. Hmm. <laughs> Singleton Ohio is the easy answer. I'm sorry. Nick. No, but I, I think I might, um, <laughs> going I, I might go, I'm going to go against every single thing I've said in this podcast. I'm going to say yes. Keep on late Purdue. <laughs> sure i will i will go with singleton against central michigan and that'll be the thing that kind of springboards him to taking the job and being penn state's uh number one running back uh that is what i was going to say until i pivoted yes and that's before uh playing northwestern the following week a bye week and then a trip to ann arbor so oh, it's going to be uh going to be quite the time but uh any any final things you guys want to add before i end this one get tank smith it's- on the field it's not as exciting as the quarterback room, but the running back room can even considering how disappointing last year was, this room is really exciting looking at for the future. Um, like I, I think Nichols, Nichols Singleton, I think Nick Singleton could very, very much be. I like, I, I think first round draft pick eventually is very much in the cards for him. Wow. That's fair. Matt, any uh, any final thoughts? Uh, it'll be better. It'll be better because it can't get worse. <laughs> it'll be better because it can't get worse. Everyone, thank you very much for listening to this edition of Roar Lines. Roar, as always, make sure you're subscribing to us wherever you go to get your podcast. And of course, if you are a first-time new customer, use the code ROARLINESROAR, all uppercase at Home Field Apparel, and you will get 15% off of your first order. One last time, thank you very much for listening to this edition of Roar Lions Roar. For Nick Pollock, for Matt Filipovitz, I'm Bill DeFilippo. Take care, everyone.